What's going on, everybody? My name is Rob, and I'm the host of The Curated Culture, a weekly podcast dedicated to dissecting the latest and greatest news from around the world of tech and pop culture. Now, we all know the internet can be a busy, noisy place, so let us calm that noise for you. Join us as we discuss the latest and greatest topics from the people and sources that matter most. Check us out every Thursday as we jump into fresh, original content, new interviews, and a host of other subjects that we know you'll find interesting. So jump in whatever your favorite podcast app is and search The Curated Culture. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, we'll catch y'all on the air. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. You realize we've been doing this for almost three years? Mm-hmm. Three years. I'm so excited to be back and be able to do another season. But it kind of hit me. Like, we've been doing this for almost three years, two and a half years, really. And, man, time really does fly. Because sometimes it's hard to hurry up and get things done. But we have such a good time doing these shows and getting the feedback and, and meeting new people and having these conversations that it it doesn't feel like it has been that long. But here I am starting off a new year with a new short. And this week, what am I talking about? <laughs> exactly what we've been talking about. Sustainability. Two and a half years of just talking about everything from the macro to the micro comes down to again today. We could have new listeners. So there are times that I go back and talk about things we've spoke about before. But I think this week, the easiest short to do is how sustainability is really going to happen. The reality side, because that's one of the things we try to do here is stay within the realm of possible. Where in sustainability, that's not always true. A lot of things out there that, that people want to happen that are just not ready to exist yet. We try to stay in this realm of possibilities and give ourselves achievable goals. And that's what this is about. What will it really take for sustainability to start working in a positive direction? Because there is no end of line. Let's get that through everybody's head now, because it took a long time for me to figure it out. There is no, we've made it. Sustainability is one of those things that we work on all the time. What you do is you build this way of thinking so that when you run across situations, you're using the sustainable thinking to make better decisions. And it's in all these different areas that this stuff has to happen. So there isn't a line we crossed and we're all better now. That's just not true. What it is, is we continue to make better decisions. We continue to do things that reduce our carbon footprint and increase our positive footprint. Because those two things together really helps close the gap that we have now. And someday when you're over this net zero line, widen the gap of your benefits. So what does it take? What are the things that are really going to make the change? Now you can do these individually. This You can't always affect everything in the world. So when I talk about some of this stuff, internalize it as much as you can. 
because then you then you have control it is your actions and you are the only ones that can control them so the first thing is consumer changes this was something that came a little bit later for me and occasionally i'm still not where i need to be but consumer changes do a ton it's more of a mindset we start to realize where money goes or in a sense currency or anything that's important i say that because time is included in this time is also very important and generally more important than money so we look at it as efficiencies we look at it as do we need to spend it do we need to do it so as a consumer we are constantly looking to make it better is this is this an item i really need is there an alternative that is better on the sustainability factors you know additional plastics and things of that nature we become educated consumers and we only spend when we really need it do we really need it do i already have one that maybe i just don't like as much as this one is do i have something out there that can substitute me purchasing this other item these are the things that we get good at these are the things that just start to happen second nature you buy a lot more secondhand items you take some of the things that your friends want to throw away because you've got a use for them your mind is set in this let's keep it out of the away bin so that it doesn't go into a landfill you get good at it and you continue to sharpen that skill on a regular basis and you got kind of a pride factor because you're building your positive footprint while reducing your carbon footprint good things good things happen when you're when you constantly work on getting better next corporate changes Corporate changes happen because of our consumer changes. It really is just that. You can protest, we can yell, scream, stomp our feet, tie ourselves to whatever we want, and they see you as opposition. But if we change our consumer habits, it's only good business for them to evolve and make sure that they're right there with you. These corporate changes aren't just the manufacturing for the goods that we don't buy but they start to learn that there's money to be saved through sustainability. We're seeing company after company constantly looking for ways to reduce their energy cost, looking for the more efficient way to move product from place to place, even getting it closer to home because it won't have the emissions something from the other side of the planet would give them. Some of them are making decisions because it is economically viable to do so. Some of these companies buy their own solar panels, so on and so forth. They're reducing cost. They're doing what they need to do to bring value to their, their stockholders. Remember, they're in, the, in a broken world. Infinite growth is impossible. Some of them have been at the, at the ceiling for a long time, so they have to reduce. Hey, that's good with me. Reduce the amount of energy. Reduce the amount of material. Constantly look for places to cut your cost that isn't people. That is becoming more sustainable, not because they necessarily wanted to, but because it's viable for business. So that's just another one of those corporate changes. And you can vote with your dollars. You find companies that act that way, make sure if you're gonna buy something, buy it from them. It makes it way better. There's even for corporations, a system to re reduce the amount of waste. There's these things called lean engineering. We, we use it, almost every engineering uses it, but so does some of the retail and larger corporations. It is quite literally looking for waste and eliminating it. It doesn't matter if it's cardboard, it doesn't matter if it's oil, 
They want to use the minimum energy or product to get what they want. That is becoming more lean and more sustainable. Have they jumped over to sustainable? No. No, but the mindset is there. And within the next probably five years, their sustainability division is going to start to get staffed. Not only are they going to have problems with emission standards and these kinds of things, but they're going to want to reduce that cost. And as these people get through college and get good at learning how to do it, well, they're going to need people who know how to do it. So we had the consumer changes. You've got corporate changes, now political changes. This one's funny because it's the hardest. They don't live in the same world as us, but we change it the same way we help corporate change. We do it through these little pressures. You can't necessarily spend your money in different places, although politicians will absolutely take as much money as you're willing to give them. But it is different with me trying to press on the bruise of politicians to get what you want. Yes, donations, that's one, but I'm not sure any of us have a large enough donations for them to even pay attention. There's also outside groups. You can help support outside groups that lobby for green initiatives. You can send emails and contact politicians and let them know where you stand. That's one of the slower things because it doesn't actually generally get to that politician, but at least they're seeing it. What really gets them is when they lose. So not voting for the person who is always looking for new ways to destroy our environment, that's a big deal. After they have a few election losses and their team, they're then going to look to change the verbiage change what they do. And then if that doesn't work, global pressure will. Because as the rest of the world has figured out that there's work to be done, that pressure comes back to us. We have to, as a government, comply too. So when it comes to politicians and getting them to change, well, we don't give them money. We don't vote for them. We help add pressure by supporting those groups who have a voice that have the same voice that we have. Now, you may not agree 100% with every single thing they say, but they have the lobby group and they can push the, push on the politicians. Last, and I think is the biggest part of all of this, is our culture. In the United States, somewhere in the 80s, we went from never buying something unless you needed it to buy as many as you want. They're all disposable. Disposable was the, is, a, is a bad term. It never was. Just because it was cheap didn't mean it was disposable. And just because you could throw it away didn't mean you should. We learned the wrong stuff. When we changed our trade laws in the 80s and we brought in all this inexpensive stuff from other countries, we created a bad culture. It was use it, toss it. It wasn't used up. It wasn't broke, but we still threw it away. Not only did we do that, but we made it like second nature. Pick on the person who didn't throw it away. That's where this stuff has to change. We have to go back to like how grandma and grandpa ran their life. Do we buy the same thing over and over and over again because everybody thinks we should? No. And we don't have to fight and argue with everybody that they shouldn't. We just have to be good examples, constantly looking to do the right thing. And over time, people will see that and have to do the same between rising prices, which right now it's really hard to play consumer in a consumer culture when inflation is high. It has taken away a lot of people's disposable income. Well, what a great opportunity to not buy things. Start working on our culture change. Start working on trading things with our neighbors to be able to accommodate any kind of 
uh, rebuild in the house. I don't have to go buy every single tool. I have friends in the neighborhood. Let's swap and help each other out. Let's go back to the original culture, which was waste not, want not. Do not just buy everything when collectively we already have everything. It is a great way to do things. Grandma and Grandpa were kind of right. And if we did that now, savings would grow significantly and quicker. Significantly. We would have less worries. You wouldn't always be check to check. Most of America is. We just have to look for those things and not get them. Because chances are there's something around that solves that need already. And that's where that culture becomes the most important. Because once everybody makes that move, the politicians and the companies just kind of have to follow. If they want to survive in their current atmosphere, then they have to adapt. And it's that culture that does it. You don't have to go without to be a little more sustainable. Matter of fact, I would actually think that you will enrich yourself in more than one way. Culture can change. Remember, it wasn't that long ago that cigarettes were glorified in movies and you were cool if you had them. Now they're something that people just don't want to talk about. That if you need to smoke a cigarette, you have to go away in the back corner of a parking lot. We have kicked them out of everything. It went from a glorified status figure for actors to a gross action that people don't want to be around. So culture changes can happen. We just have to do it with, with over excess. If we don't need it, we don't do it. Occasionally, obviously, that, that isn't going to be true. Sometimes that need is emotional. But what I want us to do is always think about it before we do it. It's that culture and that change that will work for everyone. Even if it's someone who hits fast food five days a week, but mm, maybe they move it to two days a week. That's a significant reduction. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Remember, it doesn't matter where someone starts as long as there's slow improvement. And this, this standpoint, isn't something that someone can just force us off the spot. This culture isn't for sale. This is not something that is situational. And I don't think it's going to be that hard. I think that little bit, little bit, big bit approach helps tremendously. These are the kinds of actions and ways that we can do things to where it doesn't hurt. It isn't pain. I have lots of friends that when we go out places, they're like, you know, I appreciate the invite, but we don't eat here. Okay. I don't ask why. I'm just happy that they stood by whatever they fighting for or for whatever reason. I, I appreciate being strong enough to say that. And that happens when you go to the grocery store and they go to give me a bunch of bags. And if I don't need them at home, I don't take them. I only take bags when I need them, primarily for trash can liners or for cleaning cat boxes, things of that nature. The rest of the time, I bring my own. So the more we do that, the more people see it, the more that will join you. Remember, sustainability takes forever. It's kind of the point. That was by William McDonald. It wasn't my quote, but... It is one of my favorites because there is no end of line for sustainability. We are always improving, but not reducing our quality of life. There's a way to do both. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend or on social media, or leave us a five-star review. You know how I get about those. I love them. And thank you for all of you who have already done it. If you feel that realistic sustainability brings some kind of value to your life, 
then you can go to greeningyourlife.org forward slash podcast. And there's a spot where you can support us from anywhere between 99 cents to $10 a month. And we greatly appreciate each and every person who does that. Thank you so very much. And remember, we only get together each week to get a little bit better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Happy New Year, everybody. And we'll see you next week.